With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. In order for me to understand the world, I have to make sense of things. If I can't make sense of something, there's something wrong there. And I haven't been able to make sense of just exactly why it is that the left, and I'm including the Republican Party in this, is so terrified because clearly they're terrified this is fear we're seeing this isn't moral integrity this isn't righteous indignation this is raw naked fear that we're seeing why are they so afraid of vladimir putin why are they so afraid that people might hear what vladimir putin has to say my initial take on this invasion of ukraine was that putin's not a good guy former kgb and he has shown a willingness to act unilaterally. But he's not the bad guy here. He's actually shown remarkable restraint, as far as I'm concerned. So it's like the battered husband who puts up with being hit by his wife over and over and over again and verbally abused by her. And then he walks out the door, and now she's going to go out and complain that she's been abandoned? No, that's not how this works. We ran a color revolution in Ukraine in 2014. The proof is there for anyone to see that that's exactly what we did. And I think I know how we engineered the Maiden massacre using drones and a filmmaker. We had a vice president who threatened the country of Ukraine with the loss of a billion dollars of loan guarantees if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was looking into his son's corruption at Burisma. And then they don the mantle of moral superiority and say that they got the prosecutor fired because they were fighting corruption. Everything is psychological projection with these people. Everything. You know, it's like, it's like the old playground retort. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Well, whatever these people accuse someone of is what they themselves have done or are doing. So our puppet government in Kyiv starts bombing ethnic Russians in the Donbass, Lunetsk, the eastern provinces of Ukraine that are mostly ethnic Russians, Ukraine citizens, ethnic Russians. Imagine if our government in Washington started bombing Louisiana but only, only the Cajun parts of Louisiana, only where the Cajuns lived. Or they bombed Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California, but only where the ethnic Mexicans 
or it doesn't matter if they're American citizens, they're ethnic Mexicans, so we're going to bomb them. That's exactly what's been going on in Ukraine since 2014. These poor people had to live in their basements. Their language was outlawed. Kiev outlawed the Russian language, which although similar to Ukrainian, sharing a Cyrillic alphabet, is a different language. It's like if we were going to only allow Spanish to be spoken and not French, okay? So we've got Kiev bombing them into their basements. We've got them outlawing their language. We've got their church outlawed. And these are the people that represent democracy. These are the people that we're supporting. Look, we're giving tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine, hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine to cover up our crimes in Ukraine. We've used it for money laundering for the Democrat Party and probably the Republican Party, but definitely we know for sure the Democrat Party. We're using it to cover up our bioweapons labs that we said didn't exist and exist by the dozen. That finally had to be admitted. And the Republicans are all on board. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, we're paying to secure their border while our border has to remain open. And then Mitch McConnell gets suckered into a deal where the Democrats will shut the border if we've got 5,000 per day coming across or 2,500 in a 12 hour period, or if, if, if they order one from column A and two from column B, we can close the border. But if they order uh, two from column A and one from column B, we can't close the border. And then, of course, the Republicans finally wise up and say no. And the Democrats get on and say the border's open because of Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Biggest lie Joe Biden's told in all his lifetime of lies. It's maddening. It's maddening. And then Tucker Carlson dares to commit journalism. And they want him arrested? They, understand this. They want Tucker Carlson criminally indicted, prosecuted, and put in jail simply for interviewing Vladimir Putin. Oliver Stone interviewed Putin for his two documentaries on Ukraine. Ukraine on fire and Ukraine again, I think the second one was called. How come there are no calls for Oliver Stone to be prosecuted? Again, Vladimir Putin's not a good guy. He's not the bad guy here. And I can't make sense of this unless, unless, and this is the only thing that makes sense to me. Vladimir Putin, as I said, showed remarkable restraint. He kept warning. He kept warning. NATO kept encroaching further and further eastward, and he kept warning them. He kept warning them about Ukraine. And finally, he had enough, and he went in to protect the ethnic Russians, or at least that's how he sees it. He also speaks up for the Orthodox Church. He also speaks up for nationalism. He also speaks up for national integrity. 
and for the people. Vladimir Putin isn't a globalist, and all the globalists hate him, and the globalists don't even want you to hear him interviewed. What if Vladimir Putin isn't the bad guy? What if he just wants Russia to be Russia, and he's fighting the people that have stolen America from we the people? Interesting. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning on today's news talk, TNT. For a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT, simply visit our website. We serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda, right here on today's news talk, TNT. Talk that matters. For once, we just need to do what's best for this damn country and not what's best for the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yesterday, February 6th, former UN Ambassador Icky Nikki, Never Nikki, Neocon Nikki Haley may have made history when she technically lost to nobody in Nevada's Republican primary an unsanctioned contest that didn't feature GOP frontrunner and likely nominee, President Donald Trump. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Boy, this really feels like a story from 2024, doesn't it? Sign of the times. Uh, good old Nikki. Uh, yep, she literally lost to, well, nobody in particular by a landslide <laughs> in uh, Nevada's yeah. Republican Nobody Primary. took 60%. And let, let's look. Yeah. This was so hard for me. This was so hard for me to, to wait for this story tonight. Let's not make any bones about it. When people selected none of these candidates, they were voting for Donald Trump. Donald Trump got 60% of the vote last night in Nevada. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the point of this because this is one of these. Uh, it, it turns out that this contest doesn't technically really count. Um, it's just right. kind of, a, as I was indicating, a sign of the times. Uh, but Nikki Haley, she wants none of it. She's going to keep doing her thing. She thinks she's winning. God bless her. Uh, so, yes, uh, the report is that the non-binding contest on Tuesday, uh, as I indicated, it does not award any of the state's 26 Republican delegates that will be uh, awarded in Thursday's GOP caucus. The humiliating result, nevertheless, has served as another bleak omen for Haley, who maintains herself that the race is, quote, far from over, end quote, despite trailing, uh, as you mentioned, Timothy, Trump. Uh, in the polls by well over 50 points. Uh, she's still still holding on. I don't know why. Uh, Trump was not on the Republican primary ballot. That's why this went the way it did. Uh, he was instead focused on winning the Nevada's GOP caucus later this week, where Haley's not competing. Uh, the Republican frontrunner's absence left Haley, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, and a handful of relative unknowns to duke it out amongst themselves or the mostly symbolic prize. Uh, and uh, wow, what a failure on Haley's part. She ultimately secured 30.8% of the vote. The winner, none of these candidates uh, secured over twice as many votes at 62.9%. Good old Pence, he, he was trying. He came in a distant third with 4% of the vote. Yay. Uh, among the Nevadans to reject Haley and the other named candidates was the governor, Joe Lombardo, Republican, who indicated he would opt for, quote, none of these candidates, end quote. 
Yay. Uh, Washoe County Republican Party Chair Bruce Parks, a champion of the Thursday caucus, reportedly told voters to do likewise. Parks said after Haley's defeat, quote, they basically told us they don't care about us by marking none of these candidates. We respond in kind. We don't care about you either. End quote. <laughs> Good one. Nevada GOP Chairman Michael McDonald intimated Haley's alleged contempt for Nevada voters was quote-unquote, reciprocated on Tuesday night. McDonald told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, quote, I think the Republican voters spoke and there will be more to come Thursday night, end quote. The Nevada GOP chairman also shared a post on X from KTNV-TV's Steve Sibelius, who did some research. He indicated that, quote, not since the Democratic gubernatorial primary of 2014 has a candidate suffered such a humiliating defeat to none of these candidates. But at least that one was close, end quote. Ha, huh, that's crazy. I had no idea. Uh, despite her candidate losing to nobody in particular, Harry uh, Haley's spokesman, Olivia Perez Cubas, said that the campaign is, quote, full steam ahead in South Carolina and beyond. And that's reported by the Associated Press. And Trump had a good time gleefully mocking the former ambassador, writing, quote, a bad night for Nikki Haley, losing by almost 30 points in Nevada to none of these victories. Watch. She'll soon claim victory. End quote. Uh, and yeah, Haley noted. <laughs> on X on Tuesday night, quote, even on our worst days, we are blessed to live in America, end quote. Okay, I'll give her that one, Timothy. But um, yeah, she's not fooling anybody. What is she What is she doing? Why is she still hanging on? What do you think is really going on here? What's What's the, the deets on this? Well, it's what I said. If she doesn't drop out after getting her arse handed to her in New Hampshire, it's because she's being paid to stay in. And she is. Last Wednesday night, or last Wednesday, rather, she was in Miami Beach visiting a Democrat billionaire mega donor. Coincidentally, last Wednesday was January 31st, and Nikki had her best fundraising month ever, so you connect the dots, okay? This is what's going on. This is today's Republican Party, because as I understand it, in Nevada, they had a choice between the primary and the caucus. You could participate in the primary, you could participate in the caucus. So what does it say about the GOP that Pence, Christie, Nikki, and the, all the other also-rans chose to compete in the primary instead of the caucus when the primary doesn't give you delegates and the caucus does. It shows you that these campaigns are just all about getting the never Trump message out into the media, getting your sound bites and getting it persistent. She's gonna be a thorn in the president's side until the convention and probably beyond Krispy Kreme, he hasn't ruled out Adam. Adam, he hasn't ruled out an independent third party candidacy in 2024. So good for you, Chris. Go have another dozen donuts. Don't make me sick. Are you kidding me? He's really I'm uh, dead serious. He uh, he he has not ruled it out, Adam. Well, he should. Um, anyway, uh, so but why? Why? why so the, the intent behind all of this money that's pumped into to Nikki Haley, even though they know it's not going to get her to the presidency, it's just serving some other purpose, like a, a messaging campaign. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just it's it's election interference by another name. 
All right. Giant waste of money where I come from. You know, I'm sure there's lots yeah, of but, starving you know, people out there who would be happy to hear this news. <laughs> sure. But these people, these people hate Trump because they hate you. They hate me. They hate America. But mostly, Adam, I really believe this. I believe they hate themselves. These are not good people we're talking about. Nikki Haley is not a good person. This isn't, this isn't, well, she's a good person, but we disagree over some political issues. No, she is fundamentally not a good person and neither are the people supporting her. Politician material then, unfortunately, in today's oh, society, Timothy. Yeah. You know, and the thing is though, go back and read first Kings, second Kings in the old Testament. There's nothing new under the sun to quote another Bible passage. It's been this way since the dawn of time. Since we first had governments, we've had people who can't get a job in the real world serving in government. Thanks for another great story, Adam. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography. Pope Francis has said. The pontiff. Oh, I tell you what though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. One reason people tune in to TNT Radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality. Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine, and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Plug in. Website. tntradio.live. Check it out. Today's News Talk Radio. It's the coolest. TNT. So there you have it. We've got a GOP that is a complete shambles. Right. Ronna McDaniel is spending $70,000 on flowers, over a million dollars on limos. Uh, she's gotten some pumped up collagen lips. She's got the Botox going on. She's got all the expenditures. And as if that weren't bad enough, when we finally saw the numbers, she's shortchanging candidates. She's shortchanging get out the vote efforts. She's shortchanging texting and social media advertising. And she's shortchanging support for state parties. So it's not just that she's been overspending on irrelevancies. She's actually cut expenditures on the things that are core to a political party's mission. For as much as you might hate their politics, you got to admire the Democrats. They stick together. They work in unison. And their organization is, it does what a political party is supposed to do. Look at the DNC's books. Almost all their money goes to get out the vote, candidate support, social media and texting, and support for state parties. 
The Republican Party is a disgrace, and it has been a disgrace for a long, long time. And I'm not talking about the policies. I'm talking about its governance. I'm talking about its priorities. The Republicans would rather lose on the important things and be allowed to win on things that don't matter, like subpoenas and hearings. Oh, we're having a hearing. Oh, oh, they're in for it now. And, you know, issuing strongly worded letters to the attorney general, none of which matter because none of which mean anything because none of which get anything done, none of which move the ball down the field. On the things where the ball will be moved down the field, they're nowhere to be found because they'd rather lose and send out those 15 texts and 23 emails a day. And if you think I'm joking about 23 emails a day, go ahead, give WinRed one single dollar and your inbox will be flooded with 15 to 23 emails a day. And if you give them your phone number, you're going to be constantly bombarded with text all day long. All day long. And that's Brad Parscale right there. That's Brad Parscale working with the legacy RNC. They created this Frankensteinian monster called WinRed that's supposed to mimic the very successful Democrat online platform that the people that ran Obama built back in 2008 called Act Blue. Look, Act Blue is just as bad, right? Act Blue will use people's names and addresses and say that they donated $25 a month when the poor people are living in a trailer and have never donated to the party. But since they voted Democrat, all of a sudden a big Democrat donors, here's, here's $100,000, spread it out how you need. And so they find these these senior citizens, and they donate money in their names. James O'Keefe uncovered that two years ago. So don't think that I think that Act Blue is a paragon of virtue. Our politics is rotten to the core. Both parties are rotten to the core. And there's talk now that the Republicans are in their winter meetings, began today, that Rana might step down, and that President Trump is pushing this Jamoke Watley, who's head of the Republican Party of North Carolina, to be the national Republican Party leader? Are you kidding me? Watley's a joke. He's a disgrace. Brooke McGowan running in North Carolina's 10th congressional district just sent out a text blast, and you wouldn't believe the responses how many people on that list that came from the Republican Party of North Carolina that said that they're registered Democrats. How did you get my number? I'm a Democrat. And yet there they are on the Republican Party list, which is absolute garbage. One of the core functions of a Republican Party is to maintain a list of donors. Maintain people who have shown an interest in supporting the party. So Brooke, for her mailing, so that she didn't waste over $30,000, has had to go individually to the different counties in her district and ask for the list of Republicans that live in the county within the boundaries of her district. That's what the party is supposed to be doing. And that's why voter rolls are so important. Why is it the party 
maintaining clean voting rolls. It needs to be fundamentally transformed. It needs a thorough overhaul. It needs a bumper-to-bumper -bumper restoration. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. Okay, everybody, listen up. Big news. Big news. For real big news. Here we go. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has firmly rejected a ceasefire proposal from Hamas labeling their conditions as delusional. France's Prime Minister Gabriel Attal has pledged support to the nation's discontented farmers, offering a range of measures, including emergency financial aid and stricter controls on imported food. The UN Special Rapporteur on Torture has urged UK authorities to prevent Julian Assange's extradition to the US, where he faces espionage charges, citing concerns over human rights violations. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. At the end of every show, I always say to stay tuned for the Havorier Moritz show. I thought it'd be nice if you actually got to hear from Havorier Moritz. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little early uh, today. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on early and, and giving everybody a flavor of what they can expect. It's a two-hour show. It's riveting. You always have great commentary, great guests. Um, what's the perspective, for people who don't know you, If quickly, you're a uh, Croatian-American? Mexican, naturalized Mexican. Mexican. But you grew up in Chicago native-born American citizen of Croatian extraction, now a, a legal resident of Mexico. By the way, what would happen to me if I crossed the Rio Grande illegally the wrong way, Havorje? I'm guessing you'd get thrown back into the U.S., no, as, as, as most countries. <laughs> well, that's not what happened to uh, Marine Sergeant Tom Aracy. He was trying to he made a wrong turn and ended up on in the lane and stuck in the lane that had to go through Mexico. And so he tried to make a U-turn to get back into the U.S. And they arrested him, threw him in jail. It took President Trump to get him out. I'm not familiar if with I'm that arrested, if, if I'm arrested for going into Mexico illegally, what the heck is the Biden administration doing? In, in, indeed, you know, I interviewed a couple uh, weeks back on my podcast, J. Michael um, Waller, who's really great. He uh, mm -hmm. was in the deep states and uh, he actually trained with the Contras. Uh, and, you know, he was making the point that uh, he 15,000 uh, a day are coming in. And he corrected me when I said migrants. He said, no, we have to specifically call them illegal uh Aliens. aliens and he says yep. that's a u.s army division per day coming into our country and then he said get into the mind of our adversaries what would you do if you were xi jinping hezbollah iran putin or anybody else he says this is the greatest time to bring in infiltrators and he, you know he even cited the cold war that the soviets i suppose at some point they had had spetsnaz forces in the u.s uh and so uh, you know, just just in case. And then he also mentioned um, the theory of the overwhelming of our system to tear it down uh, and, and, and collapse it. And so I think that's what we're seeing every day now. 
Yeah, it's the cloud pivot strategy. You overwhelm the infrastructure so that you can replace it with something, and that something is always a totalitarian uh, government top-down solution. Uh, it's exactly correct, although we've had, you know, at Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio, there are 25,000 Chinese nationals there studying, and every single one of them is a member of the Chinese Red Army. So they already have spies here. They already have military assets here. And what's troubling is, yeah, all the people from Hamas, from Iran, from around the world, there was a terrorist arrested two weeks ago or, or crossed into the border two weeks ago and he was filmed. And he said, you don't know my name now, but you will soon. Uh, I, I firmly believe that there are things on the horizon that are going to make 9-11 look like a, a warm-up. I would unfortunately have to um, agree with you. Uh, and and uh, uh, by the way, I was just going to mention that the guests I'll be having the next two hours are great. Martin Armstrong, the renowned trend fo forecaster, and uh, mm -hmm. Idaho representative Heather Scott, who's um, anti-globalist and doing great work out there in, in um, Idaho. And everyone I talk to, and I'm sure most of the people you talk to as well, we're, we're coming to the similar conclusion that um, it's like we're at the edge of the precipice and it's really hard to see what what exactly is, is going to happen we've got wars as you mentioned migration financial collapse uh cyber events there's there's no telling what's what's on the other side there isn't and not even a, a great state like idaho which you think would be a safe state is safe anymore obama took muslim immigrants and put them in all 50 states and in Twin Falls, Idaho, a little five-year-old girl was sexually assaulted in an apartment building laundry room, and literally nothing was done to her assailants. And that poor little girl scarred for life. We've got crime off the charts in every Democrat city, violent crime, not just crimes against property. We even had, we even had a D.C. city councilor <laughs> carjacked kind of didn't feel sorry for him. It's like, hey, pal, you get what you vote for. I, I was reading the story in my, back home uh, in my hometown of Chicago on, on one of the trains. Maybe you've, you've seen this, that a woman was assaulted. I think she was elderly, maybe in her 60s. And, and they the dude just wanted to take her purse and she ended up brain dead um, yeah. now. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and speaking of Chicago, if black lives really mattered to these people, why aren't they addressing the black and black violence? Why aren't they addressing the poor people of Chicago, especially South Siders and West Siders, who are living under the tyranny of gangs? These people are literally terrified in their own neighborhoods because of the gang violence. How come they're not addressing any of that? Well, of course, it's a rhetorical question. We all know why, because black lives don't matter to them. They're just using it as a uh, a cudgel against Republicans. And often these are the types of governments that don't wish to take responsibility, right? They don't mm -hmm. want to take responsibility, um, deal with the consequences of, of their actions or the actions of previous um, local governments. And they just kind of scapegoat, point fingers um, elsewhere. And we need people to, you know, pull pull themselves up by the boots uh, you know, uh, pull up their sleeves and 
start dealing with all of these insane issues because it, it just keeps getting worse. The crime, the, the lawlessness um, just continues. Some of the stories that are uh, I'm most freaked out about um, in, in the UK, they just announced that in the supermarkets, they're installing the technocracy to deal with the crime. It's almost as, as if they let it loose on purpose so then they can install mm -hmm. these digital systems. So now in some supermarkets to exit, you have to scan your receipts so the turnstile can open. They're putting in AI and, and who knows what else uh, as a result of all the chaos that we've been seeing in, in, in cities um, across the world, not just in the US. Yeah, isn't it funny how, you know, the Hegelian dialect, right? Problem, reaction, solution. The solution is always totalitarian, more surveillance, more control, more diminution of our rights. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the week. So how about a little dose of Joe Biden at his best to get you through the weekend? Folks, um... Uh, I, uh, if I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. There's asylum, off asylum officers and over 100 cutting edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming out of our southwest border. Greedflation, shrinkflation. You see that article about the Snickers bar? Well, it's going to stop. America, we're tired of being played for suckers. We get thousands, look, we, we, you know, we now have, we used to, before the recession, before the, the pandemic, the beer brewed here, <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's going <laughs> Cost 10 bucks to make it. 10 bucks to make it. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women on now, normally this would be humorous, funny, you know, but this is a man who's president of the United States and looking for four more years on the job. It's frightening. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on TNT. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve, healing, nurturing, Rescuing, protecting, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Avoye, what are the narratives that you're hearing in Mexico? What's What's the border crisis from the Mexican perspective? What are people being told on the news down there? Well, um, you know, with the a lot of the the Mexicans that I'll hang out with at you know birthday parties or, or or festive events, family events, which you know are very common every weekend. It's like some sure. family event and birthday. Which is good because in the U.S. that's less so. It's a more atomized, individualized society out uh, up north. But number one, it just seems like people are not as interested in politics here. Which is, I think, it's it tells you a number of things that can be good or bad. Uh, also, I think people are just more focused on the economy, 
right? Making getting by day to day or or family issues, right? Your social relational issues. But the, the few that I have um, talked to, they were not happy either. Um, uh, Mexicans, they were complaining uh, about the migration because they were saying that the, the migrants that don't get into the U.S. They're stuck here in Mexico. And so you had Mexicans unhappy about migrants being stuck um, in, in Mexico. Um, you see them sometimes on the railroad tracks here. Um, some of them do wreck havoc. I, I've mentioned this before. Um, I've been on the street in Mexico in front of our family, in one of our um, cousins' homes. And I was th directly threatened. Um, by these young um, vagrants or, or migrants on the street. Again, that's not to say all of them. There are migrants who are just fine, but there are others be because we're in this state of lawlessness now that they right. can. Um, they're just threatening me with my family around. It's just like, that's not um, cool. So, yeah, some Mexicans are not happy about it. But, you know, we do see the United Nations is facilitating all of this. Well, so that doesn't make that doesn't make sense where you've got the U.N. who's supposed to uphold law directly violating the law sure i mean maybe i'm paranoid there's a 0.00001% chance that i'm just paranoid and delusional but i can't help but see this as a coordinated attack to take down america because if they take down america the un's going to get everything that they want and you know the left will commonly reply to me why do you hate mexicans when i come out and say that you know for legal immigration etc and these illegals need to be sent back and why do you hate mexicans it's like well i don't these people aren't mexican almost no one crossing our southern border has been mexican anybody that wanted to come came in the 80s the 90s whatever these people are from china they're from africa they're from the middle east they're almost from everywhere but mexico so the question is how are they getting into mexico to come here it's it's very easy like i like you know i was in the us um last year many of my taxi drivers were illegal um uh, el salvadorans or mexicans and they they go back and forth easy and you know here here's a tweet um from earlier today i thought i'd mention and it's from vance of my latin life who i've had on my show and he's got a photo of a mexican ta taxi driver he says taxi driver told me an interesting story i asked if he'd ever been to the usa he said twice, illegally, to go see baseball games. His favorite team is the Houston Astros. Uh, he told me he went in as a passenger on a truck in a truck in plain sight, not hiding. Saw the Astros play the Cardinals. I asked why didn't he stay in the U.S. and he said, "Mejor la vida aquí en, en, en México." Dijo like he he preferred life in in in, in Mexico, and so. It's just easy. Like this, he just goes illegally, crosses the border, watches a baseball game, and comes back. I mean, it's that easy. It's just mystifying. I, I don't even have any words for it. And and God love him for you know. Hey, look, as far as I'm concerned, anybody that wants to come to watch a baseball game, you want to come here for a weekend, you want to come here, you know, a short term, great. You want to come here and be a citizen, fantastic. Sign up and do it the right way, the way all my naturalized friends have done, who, by the way, to a person, are infuriated with this government's response. Now here in New York, okay, they're giving illegals 
debit cards, reloadable, 2000 bucks a month. You know what I'm thinking, Rivorier? I'm from upstate New York. I'm thinking of migrating to New York City and, and getting one of these cards for myself. I could use an extra two grand a month. Why can't I migrate I, to New York and be a migrant? I, I, I've actually thought about like, what if, because I, I, like I said, I do have a document that says I'm a Mexican citizen. If I go back into the US with that document, would I be able to somehow fudge that system where I could get, you know, those 2000 where maybe they wouldn't notice that I was a US citizen because I'm using my Mexican documents. And then right. <laughs> that way, I, I mean, it's 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 total Kafkaesque um, dystopia. It, it absolutely is. And, and clearly, I'm joking, because there's there's one thing that you and I share that wouldn't allow us to do that. And that's integrity, right? Yeah, there, there, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't I I don't even uh, not report my taxes. You know, I, I know um, I've seen Americans who don't even file their IRS reports. And, you know, I am of the belief that there is actually no income tax law. You know, you Aaron, Aaron Russo's done that uh, documentary from freedom to fascism. You've had actual IRS agents quit and say, yeah, but but, you know, try not not reporting and not paying. And so but, you know, some people don't do it and nothing happens to them. Sometimes it does happen to them. But like, like you say, I, I believe sort of um, in, in, in following the rules. And, and J. Michael Waller, the, the ex CIA guy interviewed uh, Big Intel is his book. He mentioned I, I, I'm, I'm assuming his wife is from El Salvador. He said that his father in law, his late father in law, was waiting years in line yeah. to naturalize. And he said, that that's how you do it and spent over ten thousand dollars at a minimum to go through the process it's yeah i mean it's and again try this in any any other country it's not yeah. going to fly but um i i was um mentioning the other day i just uh i don't know i just kind of feel dejected i feel like we're, we're we are overrun if we haven't already we're about to pass the point of no return in terms of of the numbers um, I, I don't know if you've seen, I, I just watched last week, there's this 1997 film called The Second Civil War. Um, oh, I haven't seen and it. And it's, 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 they said it's a black satire comedy and it takes place in Idaho, not Texas this time, but apparently uh, there's, um, they're sending in uh, orphan migrants from Pakistan because uh, I think India nukes Pakistan and then they send in migrants to Idaho and Idaho, Idaho says no. Uh, eventually, the U.S. Army ends up sending troops to, to you have a civil war be, between Idaho National Guard and um, U.S. federal troops. Uh, you've got the mayor of L.A. who only speaks Spanish in the film, no English. Uh, the, the Chinese are like in control of Rhode Island or something. It's And now you've got this civil war film coming out in two months, which talks about Texas uh, and I think California battling yeah. the federal government. So well, it's really and, kind and of just, odd, the timing. Yeah, and you just had Leave the World Behind. That Barack and Michelle were the executive producers. They've long used entertainment to normalize agendas that they were going to push down the road. I said, you know, we had... Lola from the Kinks. We had Take a Walk on the Wild Side from Lou S.U. Reed. We had Rocky Horror Picture Show. We had Bosom Buddies. We had Mrs. Doubtfire. All normalizing 
you know, the whole trans uh, movement. And, you know, they, they plant the seeds, they till the soil, they plant the seeds, and they wait 20, 30, 40 years uh, for the fruit to ripen. And, and that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing with these movies. Second Civil War sounds like and, and definitely leave the world behind and all these other movies. They want patriots to pop off, which is why we've been telling people to stay frosty. Right? That's what January 6th was all about. Don't you dare think about it. We'll put you in jail. Man wasn't even in the Capitol, gets 11 years in prison. Um, it's just... Rivoyer, if you told me when I was a boy that this would is what America would look like a quarter of the way into the 21st century, I don't know that I would have disbelieved you. It's we're in un uncharted territory, and you know what comes to mind as well that Schwarzenegger film. I think it's called Junior, where he's pregnant, right? Yeah. And it's almost like yeah. a rite of passage that they all have to go through. That you know, Robin Williams. Schwarzenegger, they all have to dress up in drag at some point. Right. Um, and well, I wasn't think he it, just um, wasn't it Michael Keaton that was pregnant, Mister? Uh, well, he had Mister Mom, but there was another. No, it was uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal had a movie back in the seventies where he was pregnant. I, I didn't. I, I never caught that one. But I know Bill. I, I did watch many Billy Crystal films growing up. Um, but I think you explained it well that they they plant those seeds and then uh, it takes five years, a couple decades to germinate. And, and here we are and talking about and there have been a few good memes coming out on uh, Telegram, which I use a lot or Twitter, where you've got an FBI agent at the desk typing. Um, yes, come on down to the trucker convoy. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. That's taking. Yeah. Oh, they're I, all I, honey I, I, traps. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, Ken Silva, who I've had on my show a couple of times, who does great work. He writes for uh, Scott Horton's Libertarian Institute. Uh, just the latest example. I haven't even had time to read the whole thing, but he, he published an article man entrapped by fbi in dubious plot to build x-ray gun is now in supermax prison the plot would be comical he says if not for its disturbing outcome a man entrapped by fbi undercover agents and informants uh, in a dubious plan to build a x-ray gun is now housed in one of the most notorious prisons in the world and he says that the guy's plans were almost entirely facilitated by fbi undercover informants and agents and so what is our government doing? Seriously. Well, it's like those poor jamokes in Michigan that got talked into. There were eight guys in the van. Three of them were the targets and five of them were FBI assets. And fortunately, a jury in Michigan realized that FBI was running a honey trap operation. And this was clearly entrapment and, and acquitted the men. But as you said, how many other people are in prison because of FBI entrapment. I think FBI is corrupt top to bottom. I think it always has been since it was started. And I think it needs to be completely disbanded. And if we're going to have a federal law enforcement function that we either divide it up between different agencies or at the minimum, we take it out from under the aegis of the Department of Justice. Yeah, and, and that's what, exactly what my conversation with J. Michael Waller his book, A Big Intel, uh, he's, he talks about how the deep state became villains, specifically the FBI and CIA. He also mentioned DHS. And his conclusion is that the FBI should be disbanded completely, um, that it was created through a simple memo. 
about a century yeah. ago, and it could be done away with uh, via a simple memo. He, he does say, let's keep the CIA, but let's sort of reformulate it. Uh, and he and he says, let's get rid of the DHS. I was so sad the other day, Timothy, that Mayorkas was not um, impeached. <laughs> well, we knew he wasn't going to be because, of course, five Republicans have to vote with the Democrats. I have nothing but contempt for the Republican Party, in case you can't tell. Yeah, it's it's just they're grifting. They're not doing their job. Um, and 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 Mayorkas, again, I saw the clip, uh, I think it was last week, a couple days ago. Josh Hawley, I'm, I'm a fan of Josh Hawley. You know, he's not perfect, but he was grilling Mayorkas saying, you know, he's not doing his job. He's letting people right. in. Uh, yeah. He's targeting American citizens. Um, I put myself on that list because DHS banned me from PayPal. And what's Mayorkas's response? He says, I'm the child of a Holocaust survivor. I'm Jewish. And it's just like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. That's like, that's, well, that's so that's his intersectionality. That's his intersectionality right there, Havorye. He's a bald son of a Holocaust survivor. Therefore, he can have his job, even though he's a white man. You see, everything's about intersectionality. It's not about intelligence. It's not about competence. I mean, look at the mushroom that's acting as press secretary in D.C. It's just, it's unbelievable. We've got a couple minutes left. What do you think about the contretemps over Tucker interviewing Vladimir Putin? We've had world uh, leaders interviewed by journalists forever. Back into the 70s, we had world leaders interviewed. Why the big deal with Tucker interviewing Putin? I, I've got my my Putin mug here. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not bro Putin or anything. I, I picked it up uh, in St. Petersburg, you know, on the streets just hey, for fun. My initial reaction yeah. to this was Putin's not a good guy, but he's not the bad guy here. Yeah, I, all the bad guys are for us as Americans. Yeah, the bad guys are not in Moscow or Beijing or Tehran. They are in in Washington and New York uh, and all those places. Um, you know, let the Russians deal with um, Putin. Let the Chinese deal with Xi, and 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 so forth. Uh, I think it's cool that Tucker talks to him. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool if Tucker interviews Xi Jinping to get yeah. the other perspective. Um, and then it just tells you the, uh, our mainstream media when they freak out. It's just like, wh where's the free press? You know, we, we need well, to Well, they're freaking Putin. out because they're being told to freak out by the people that are really in charge of this country. Yeah, and you, you learn a lot. You know, I watched those four hours of um, Oliver Stone's um, yeah. interviews with... Well, that's how uh, I started Putin the show tonight, referring to, referring to those two documentaries. Yeah, we ran a color revolution in 2014 in Ukraine. It's it's beyond question. That's what, exactly what happened. That's history. Yeah, and, and we keep trying to run color revolutions. Eventually, uh, a color revolution was run against us in the United States. Yeah, states right it, it absolutely was in 2020 and Havorye, we've got to leave it there thanks so much for coming on early do stay tuned avoria's got two more hours and he's got two great guests that's it for tonight's reckoning i'm timothy shea until next time god bless you god bless these united states keep fighting the good fight